on October 7th, what started as a trip out to enjoy some fun and music turned deadly when the terrorist group Hamas attacked a music festival in Israel. Danielle Galbaum was at the music festival that day, and it has changed her life since the moment Hamas attacked. Danielle joins us now. Good morning to you, Danielle. Thank you so much for being in touch with us. Hi, good morning. Thank you very much for inviting me. Um, first, just to start, I'll apologize for my English. I'm a bit excited right now. No, um, no apologies necessary or needed. We thank you. You know, we're grateful for you, you know, that you're safe, first of all, after such a horrific day and that you took some time to kind of explain to us what happened then and, and how things are looking now. I mean, I can't even imagine what that experience was like. Can you take us back and, and tell us a little bit about what happened on October 7th? Yes, of course. So it started out as like every regular music festival People just came to, uh, to party, to have fun with each other, to enjoy the music, to be... We're all thankful for the music, so so we just wanted like to celebrate it. Um, so the music festival started at around 12 a.m., like at night, and it was supposed to be around at, until around, like, I don't know, something like 3 p.m. the next day. <laughs> so me and my friends, and actually I went with my sister and her boyfriend, um, we went to the music festival, we saw all our friends, we had fun, we danced. At around 6.30 p.m., um, we started seeing rockets just being fired towards us. At the beginning, we were, I won't say chill, but we were pretty calm about it because it's sad to say that in Israel, the past few years, we it's a bit regular for us see rockets it's not something unusual it's not that special it's even not that scary anymore because we're so used to it and it's really sad to say so at around 6 30 the rockets were starting being shooted at us and me and my friends we we said okay we need to go back home but it's okay we don't need to panic let's just take our stuff and go home so we started packing our stuff. Everyone else also very, not very calm, but it wasn't that crazy. It wasn't, it was fine. Like people were walking outside, going inside their cars and just started driving home. Me, my sister, her boyfriend and two other of our friends, we got in one car and we started driving outside the festival um, parking lot. And we needed to take a turn left um, to get on a road. It's road number 232, and that's like the road where all of the horrors started happening. We took the, the turn left, and we wanted to go back home. And after about 50 meters, we just saw um, cars stopping, and people started panicking, and we heard people screaming there was a shooting there was a shooting we didn't really understand what's going on so we said okay let's just like do um, a u-turn and we'll go to the other side um we did a u-turn and then we started driving and after about i don't know i guess like 50 100 meters cars started stopping um people just ran out their cars we didn't understand what's going on, so we said, okay, we need to go outside the car and let's figure out what's going on. We stepped out of the car and we started 
hearing shooting like from everywhere. We didn't know where to go. We because both of the ways were blocked by cars. People just ran out their cars while their cars were still running. It was crazy. So um, a security man um, that was in the festival told us, you just need to turn around and start running. Just run. Like, run for your life, nothing else. We turned around. We started running to, towards a field. And meanwhile, rockets above us, um, Hamas, around the shooting people we ran away and we saw a white truck um that had like an open um an open bagaz like the back mm -hmm. was open so all of us and like i think 10 other people just jumped on the car and we just told them you have to drive we don't know where we don't know how you have to drive wow. at the beginning um, meanwhile, shooting everywhere, you see people running. I just, I remember a moment that I looked back and I saw someone running, falling down after hearing a, after hearing a shooting. He got back up, did a few more steps and just fell again. <sighs> Incredible. It was devastating. Yeah. I want to ask you about, you know, currently and, and the decision you made. Uh, we understand you have some previous military experience. You go through this. You make the personal decision to rejoin and, and you get into the front line as a military reservist. Tell us about the thought process that went into that. And were any family and friends saying, hey, Danielle, don't do this? What, what support did you receive? The support from my friends was amazing. I felt like everyone is trusting on me, and I trusted on myself. I knew that the, that the decisions I made were honestly just just like a survival urge. The fact that I told everyone when we got in the car, don't put on your buckles if we need to go out from the car fast. Windows down so we can hear everything that's going outside. We need to drive with the doors open if we need to jump out of the car for that reason or another. Um, my friends listened to me, my sister listened to me. Most of the decision, most of the decisions were took also together. So it was very, I won't say calming because it wasn't a calm situation, but the fact that I trusted myself and my friends trusted me and now we're all here at home alive. For me, that's my personal win, even though I lost too many friends, too many people that just wanted to come and dance and have fun and just celebrate the fact we have music. <sighs> Sorry. No, I, I, I mean, we can't even imagine. We literally cannot even imagine what that day must have been like and, and living in, in that state of fear must have been like. Danielle, you know, we're so grateful that you, your sister, your friends, for the most part, are safe. But what is it like in Israel today now for the average citizen? People must be living in a constant state of fear, not knowing sort of what's coming, right? I think we all live in that fear, even me. After the party, um, when I was on my way home um, from the festival, I texted my commander i told him that i want to come back to the army i need to fight in this war after what i saw and even though i'm an officer in the army honestly i'm still scared not it's it's i'm not gonna lie it's a 
scary situation. It's a scary time to live in. But even though I know we need to stay strong, we're getting so much support from the citizens. It's amazing. I haven't been home for about two weeks, me and a lot of other soldiers I know. And citizens just come to our base and they, and they donate us like clothes and they give us food and drinks and just it's amazing the support we get makes me understand that even though it's a scary time to live in and i'm i'm sure that me and citizens and other soldiers sometimes we we fear we still know that we're stronger from that like there's no even though it's okay to be scared but it's also yeah. important to understand that we're all in this together, mm-hmm. literally. Yeah. And we're fighting for the same reason. Yeah. Yes. We want to live in peace. Yeah. We, want, we need to live in peace. We have the right to live in peace, even though not everyone thinks that way. Danielle, before we let you go, I can hear the conviction in your voice, and I know that you're younger than a lot of the population there. Um, but you, you, you did allude to the fact that you've lived with this, you know, constant fear of rockets and of gunfire. But from, from your discussions with family and friends and those folks who have been uh, in Israel f- for years, do you get the sense that everybody has a mindset that this conflict is different than previous conflicts faced in this in this region? Um, I think that the conflict is the same because I've been here. I was born in America and I came to Israel when I was six. And I think that since then, I know that there's a big problem with the, like, by dealing with Hamas. But until now, I think no one had ever thought that this thing could happen. Like, rockets, okay, been there, done that. It's sad to say, but sort of been there done that no one not family not friends not even people in the army had the thought that this thing could happen slaughter of so many people they it's it's horrifying it was horrifying seeing it also not in the not all not just in the party in the festival but a lot of um a lot of places that families lived near the party that hamas got to and just slaughtered everyone families, babies, not even talking about people that got kidnapped to Gaza right now. 203 people right now in Gaza. Kids, grandparents. And for what? We never thought this could happen. We never even, we never thought. I still can't believe it happened, honestly. I'm still waiting for someone to come and wake me up from this from this nightmare and tell me danielle everything's okay no one's there we're, we're peaceful it's fine but i know that meanwhile it can't happen as long as hamas is still here danielle the world is watching the world is behind israel as you fight this terrible i mean this terrorist group hamas and that the atrocities they've committed Please stay safe, and thank you so much for sharing your story. It, it really brings it home for so many of us who, like I said earlier, we just simply can't even imagine the, the way that, that you're living right now with this, this fear and this threat. So thank you so much for your time this morning. Thank you very much for inviting me, and thank you for letting everyone know and letting the, the whole world to know that we just want peace, but meanwhile we can't get it, sadly. Danielle Gelbaum, Israeli military reservist. She was at that music festival on October 7th when the terrorist group Hamas attacked. Thank you so much, Danielle.